0: Number 10 and number 24, switch. Number 18 and number 6, switch. Number 22 to the middle. Welcome to Center Stage. what's going on guys welcome to the center stage i'm here with carolina and ashlyn ladies what's going on what's up chilling like villains carolina where are you
1: i am in windy city chicago
0: wow i can tell i can hear the wind in the background
1: (laughs) it's actually really nice it's not it's not too, too windy we're getting a breeze but it's really really nice outside we're getting good weather
0: cool are you guys in a hotel
1: uh, yeah, we're staying at a hotel by the Loop, um, close to like the uh, Millennium Par- Millennium Park, mm-hmm. um, and we're here just for like we ex- we decided to stay here for like two days just so that we could rest from the drive because we drove from New York. We're cool. doing this whole trip driving, so yeah, we're here until tomorrow morning and then on to the next one.
0: <laughs> awesome! And then where is the next stop?
1: Uh, we're going to Springfield um missouri i think okay. Okay. um and then from springfield we have amarillo albuquerque um we are deciding between staying in like grand canyon or in sedona we're not sure yet and then from there oh, straight sedona. to la the well, we, we wanted to stay in sedona but we're only gonna have like one night there it's not like we don't we can't because we have to be at uh, at our apartment by the end of the week like we want to set up and everything so we're like let's just stay nearby drive down during the day to visit as opposed to like getting a really nice fancy hotel that we're only going to be able to be just to sleep you know what i mean so we might just go back to visit once we're already settled in la because it's an easy drive from 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 la to sedona
2: yeah sedona is beautiful i love it i've gone numerous times i'm dying to go
0: wow so actually yeah where, where are you at? Are you home? Are you like in, you know, Utah? Are you in like Canada? Where are you at right
2: now? <laughs> no, I'm home. It's been nice. I've been home for a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'm just relaxing at home. I just I'm relaxing now while I'm doing the podcast, but I was training today. So I started my, did my check-ins yesterday for the first time pretty much since I got off stage. Um, yeah. It's been about six weeks. So um, it's been a really nice break. And yeah, I did my check-ins yesterday and I was like 14 pounds up, which is not surprising. I've only trained like once or twice a week and I haven't really been doing any cardio at all. Um, if I do, it's it's really light and it's like once or twice a week whenever I do my workouts. So it's not really anything crazy. Um, But yeah, I trained back today and I did my cardio. Um, I talked to my coach yesterday on the phone and we got a game plan together moving forward, which obviously I was really wanting to, um, you know, do the Arnold, which I had applied for, which is, you know, they only accepted 10 people. And um, I think I applied the day before I sent in my resume and my application letter and all that good stuff Um, the day before the cutoff. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not, but um yeah I didn't get accepted which is a bummer but that's okay um I'm really really happy and excited for the girls that did get accepted they're phenomenal athletes I'm excited to just watch the show this year and all that so now I'll just prep for the Olympia
0: oh yeah I was surprised when we talked last week about like how much weight you had gained you were like oh I think I'm gonna gain way more than I thought I did and I had a number in my head of like 120 and when you posted 114 I was like damn girl she barely gained any weight but then I'm, yeah. then, I'm, then I'm like, you know what? I'm like, 14 pounds doesn't seem like a lot to me. Cause I'm a beast, but for you, 14 pounds is a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like and how, but how do you feel overall? Like, do you feel 14 pounds heavier or do you feel good? Like do you feel like healthy and, and, and full and, and strong and like, Oh, you I feel-,
2: feel so good. I feel really good. Like when I train, I feel extremely strong and I just feel refreshed. Like I really thought I was going to feel weak and I feel even stronger, which is, which is so much better because it's not like I'm not eating um, enough good food too. So I'm eating good food and I'm also eating more calories and just stuff that, you know, I I normally don't get to eat, but it's doing my body so good, I think, because I haven't rested this long. Um, and normally like when I'm prepping or just year round, even whenever I do have breaks, I still train like seven days a week. Like I never really have allowed myself to have this long off. And I just think my body is really loving it. So I was, I don't want to say I was, I was surprised. Don't get me wrong. I was really surprised. Um, when I saw the weight, just because I haven't been this, this heavy since like 2017 or something like it's been so long. I'm normally like 108, 110 max. And that's like on a watery day, like where I'm like, man, I'm holding water, but I do have to take into consideration that, um, I did start my period. So that when I did my check-ins, I was on day two of my period, which is normally my heavy day. Um, and then it starts getting a little bit lighter. So I actually, I trained back today. I even took some videos that I'll post later on my story, but, um, and I did my cardio today, which, like I said, I talked to my coach, we got a pro- protocol together. So I will be moving forward. I will be training six days a week, um, doing my cardio, uh, six days a week training and all that. So I felt really good today when I was training. And I noticed that, um, some of the inflammation has come down just from me being on my cycle so that I already think that I'll probably lose like two or th- three pounds right off the bat just for my cycle going away. Mm-hmm. So in reality, I do think that I'm only like 111, 112. Okay. Yeah, which uh, is
1: really not, not that much for considering that you were, I mean, I know your, your height makes an impact, but considering how, you know, the fact that you were on stage at like between 198 and 100.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, my stage weight is normally, well, I normally wake up around 99, hundred. Okay. I go on stage, um, after I fill out a little bit more, I'll go on stage around 101, 102. Mm-hmm so and that's with like you know a couple of meals and me and stuff throughout the day but yeah I mean I'm really happy with with where I am I I I thought out like you said Luke I thought I was gonna be closer to 120 so I was really I was happy but I was still surprised yeah it, it's really crazy how rest does your body good like just
1: speaking generally like I and for, for both you because I'd seen how she, you've been enjoying food, and I was like, "This girl is just living life." And i I love watching it because I know how strict you are with yourself year round. Now that like you know we get to know each other a little better, but um same thing in my case, like I've been the opposite. Like I've been forced to take downtime from from training, and then on top of moving, and on top, like I've had to eat more, and I've had to do all these things to make my body just reduce inflammation, and then just that alone, like my weight's been sitting around 129 130 which for me is the fact that I'm not you know it's fairly low um my body usually likes to sit at 135 off season so it's crazy how like just slowing down and taking a breath your body's like oh great let's just let's just do this
2: thing (laughs) (laughs) yes it feels good I'm glad that we're able to have a break I just think it's so needed Mm -hmm. and plus I'm like I've said before, I just wanted to like really miss it. It's, it's easy to get, you know, lost kind of feeling just like a robot 24 seven, um, doing prep and feeling like you have to be on point 24 seven feeling you have to look good all the time because you want to set a good example. And I mean, you can still feel good and do what you're supposed to be doing and enjoy life and have balance and, Maybe you don't look as like peeled or shredded or whatever, but you're still healthy and you're still setting a good example. So to make sure you're not getting those twisted is really important. And sometimes I just think that as athletes we are really hard on ourselves, um, especially when you have so many people that are like looking up to you and, and all that. And some people are just extremely judgmental. So it's hard for us to just be like, you know, it's, it's hard for us to enjoy life and not think that we're like not being a good example. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I
1: completely agree and I, I think that that's that's such a good point because with my clients too and I think that I I made a point to to kind of force myself to like all right the minds the 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 focus needs to shift because I mean i I'm, I'm sure you did this the same thing with your girls, where it's just like you're emphasizing the importance of downtime, the emphasizing the being present when you're having like social gatherings and events and, and celebrations and just when when it's time to enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself, right? As opposed to like holding back and hold kind of like you're holding your breath because you you can't really let go or let loose because you you constantly feel like you have to be like like you said, on point all the time. So it's nice to be able to also portray this other side of of the world, of our world to to the girls that we work with.
2: Yeah. And I think it's, it is very important, you know, like you were saying, just to like, let your clients know that both of them are, are good. You want to have a balance. Neither one of them is good and bad. It's they're both equally good and it's basically how you go about doing it as long as you still have healthy habits in both Mm -hmm. um, settings because even when you're prepping you can still have bad habits so they could be unhealthy for you you know you know as far as like mentally and stuff there's a lot of people that you know they're like constantly checking the scale they're constantly checking their abs they're constantly doing these things um you know overdoing the cardio under eating like those things can also create create bad habits. So just because you're on a structured plan doesn't necessarily mean that you're not, you know, you, that you're not creating bad habits, both, both lifestyle, um, or balance plus, um, both like the other side, which is prepped, both of them can be equally, you know, damaging if you let them. So making sure that you have balance, you know, in your lifestyle. And then also making sure you're sticking to your goals, but also being aware of like not creating bad habits in your prep life is good too. So you want to, you want to make sure you're doing both.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're totally right.
0: For sure. My biggest thing is I was worried that like, you know, and I don't know what the percentage accumulation would be, you know, from, from like male competitors, female competitors, but I didn't know it would be like maybe winded, like, you know, having gained, not being, not being used to being at that weight if you found yourself like went wind, getting winded more easily and things like that you know carrying around that extra weight because i know that that's a thing that a lot of you know guys deal with especially is that like they'll go into off season they put on 25 or 30 pounds and they're like "Whew, man just tying my shoes i'm getting like out of breath you know what i mean
2: <clears throat> <laughs> yeah no so. it hasn't been that drastic or anything um yeah. i do think that it's going to be a little bit more tough getting back into the cardio, just because I haven't been doing that as often. Right. Um, but I think after a week of being on my cardio regimen, um, like my normal cardio regimen and putting my hit sprints back into place, what she put them back in just six rounds every other day. So we're starting really slow. Um, I think after a couple of days of that, I'll, I'll feel a lot better, but I'm sure it'll be rough for the first few times. <laughs> it usually is.
0: Fun show. So let's get into some listener questions. We got a boatload, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank everybody for submitting their awesome questions. So the first one I wanted to dive into was simple questions. We're getting into, <laughs> you know, you're sending out plans to clients. Clients, I mean, coach, am I weighing my food raw or cooked? What's the deal?
2: Um, always cooked. Always, always, always. Always,
0: Perfect. always. <laughs> so, and that's, yeah, you want, you you want to
2: weigh everything cooked. I mean, like, um, and also, if you do log your food, you want to make sure you're plugging in the, the cooked weight, too. So you just type it in, you know, for jasmine rice, for example, after it's cooked um, and you want to have, you know, your coach gives you 100 grams of rice and a meal that's going to be 100 grams cooked in your meal. And you just weigh it out on the scale um, after it's cooked and then. In your my fitness pal i would always find something that says cooked in the yeah in the they, ha- they have both sure. you just want to make sure i think just
1: to, to make it a little bit more clear i explained it to 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 people that are listening is just why you know like why do you have to do it cooked when you're thinking about especially for protein right carbs carbs are a little bit different especially if you're cooking grains or making pasta or something like that oats uh, cream of rice but for for protein in itself, right? Chicken fish any type of animal protein, when you weigh, when you cook the protein, you're losing water, right? So the, the the raw weight will not be the same as the cooked weight. So when you're weighing your food, say, for example, your coach said four ounces of chicken. If you weigh four ounces of chicken raw after it's cooked, you lose about a, an ounce and a half, I think, or an ounce and a quarter. So you're going to be under eating every time, if you keep going your food raw and then cooking it. So make sure that, you know, you're, you're getting all your, your macronutrients in by weighing it after it's lost all the water or in the, in, when I think about carbs, it has, you know, um, held on to the water that it needs to hold on to, so that you're getting the, the, the nutrients that you need to. Yep.
0: Perfect. All right. Next one is when it comes to your guys coaching, do you do email check-ins with clients um, or do you do, fa- do or do you ever do FaceTime when needed or with them if needed? Yeah. Um, FaceTime
1: I, is- I'm not a huge fan. I know we touched on this earlier. I'm not a huge fan of emails. I mean, I always do for my clients. I always do voice memos um, and then they we do like phone calls like, like every couple of weeks. Um and then, you know, if they want to do video as opposed to an actual phone call, I do that as well. But I think that, you know, having it, it just it just adds a layer of like personification and like it it strengthens your your relationship with your coach. Right. And Ash, I don't know how you do your check ins for your clients, but I think that they can understand the material better when you're talking it through and like really having an interaction with with the response to their check ins and their updates. Um, so so that they can like they have their they can come back with back to you with more questions or more prepared or move forward more prepared than otherwise because I mean I've worked with coaches before when I first first started either competing or just you know focusing on fitness where I'd get like a one-liner on the email and i was like great I'm not sure what to do now
2: (laughs) yeah no I mean I always think that it's good to have especially everything online like You want to make it more personal, you know, so um, having that connection with a client, knowing that, you know, you're not really going to get to have that one-on-one time with them in person. Um, I just think it's important to get to know the client and for them to get to know you because the more they know you, the more comfortable they feel and the more comfortable they feel, the more they're going to be able to follow their program and be honest Mm -hmm. with you. And y'all just have that, you know, coach coach and athlete connection, which I just think is important for their success. Um, you know, so them feeling comfortable is, is number one, and it's hard to feel comfortable with somebody you've never really met. Um, so I do think that having the FaceTimes, having the phone calls, voice memos, whatever you have, um, is really important. I do check-ins just via message on the Trainerize app. And mm-hmm. then they have access to my phone number. So they can and I let them know on our consult call. So before they even sign up with me, they're already getting a phone call, you know, voice to voice. Um, some people will ask to do a FaceTime and I'm cool with that. Um, and then for prep, I see them once a week for uh, posing. So I'm constantly seeing them with posing and, and talking over, you know, their plan, whatever they have questions with. Um, we talk about their week, how everything went. And then that kind of gives them, they get two they get the the message from me with their check-ins and then they also get the FaceTime with me. So they're getting both, um, you know, sides of the, the spectrum and then they do feel more comfortable and then they, they know they can always text me if, if they need to hop on a phone call. So literally I just let them know, like, just like how you did with this consult call, you just text me, I'll send you a link. You can put yourself on my schedule. Anytime you're on my schedule, I'm going to call you. So, you know, if you ever need anything, you just let me know and I'll send you a link you can hop on a phone call with me we can catch up and then yeah so um most of those are calls like just like actual calls but um if they want a facetime they just have to let me know so, but i think it's important to do that
0: well, pretty much in the same boat there
2: yeah so,
0: now we're going to get into some reverse dieting talk so reverse dieting building between shows in the same year so I read that and I go, huh? And I'm, but I, but I know that Ashlyn understands the question because she picked it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like this question a lot because I did touch a little bit on my personal break and why it's a little bit easier for me right now to just take off, not really worry about reversing, just kind of give my body a break, not really train as much. Um, You know, guys, I have spent years and years and years building the muscle tissue and the muscle maturity that I have right now. Um, and in bikini, as you guys know, I do need to be a little bit more streamlined. I actually did, um, you know, get some of my muscle tissue down because I was a little bit big for bikini. So I did come down a little bit, just in like my arms, my triceps, um, you know, even my lats a little bit needed to come down and even my quads too. Uh, when I would walk from the back to the front, they would tell me that they could see my, my quad split. And then even at my pro debut, I had a quad sweep in my, the, my back pose. So there was some, some muscle tissue. I kind of needed to get down a little bit. Um, and so for me, I, I just need to keep maintenance. Honestly, resting for me is going to be huge, huge uh, because I don't really do that that often because I am always in a deficit. I'm always training hard. I always train seven days a week. Um, I, I, take off when I know my, my body needs it. I'm very good at listening to my body and and doing what I need to do in order to keep progressing, um, in the sport. But, um, I do think that it's important for people to understand why it's important to reverse because most people are not in the position that I'm in. Um, and And most people, especially if you have a show, say you did a show recently and you want to do a show, you know, later on in the year, maybe um, November, December, and you want to take a few months to reverse diet from your last show and build, um, which I've had plenty of clients do. So I think it's important for you to realize how important it is for you to stick to your reverse during this time, because your body is going to act like a freaking machine and if you actually follow your reverse and stick to everything, your your body's gonna build a lot quicker, recover a lot quicker and get the muscle um, the muscle mass that you need to get in a shorter period of time because your body is going to be so responsive during this time. Um, and it's it can also go a complete opposite way where it's so responsive that if you aren't careful and you don't reverse diet and you crash and burn and you binge, um, then you can store a lot of fat, which can really freaking mess up your hormones And it's hard to come back from that because you can gain a lot of weight in a very short period of time. And then a lot of people, you will hear like horror stories with bodybuilding and stuff and why people, why women don't want to do bodybuilding anymore because it ruined their body. Well, no, it's just, they probably didn't stick to their reverse. They binged after their reverse or after their show, instead of reversing, and it just caused damage and really bad you know, effects on their body and their hormone levels and their thyroid, and it just fudged everything up, Yeah, um, you know, because they weren't sticking to their protocol and your body's too sensitive for it to be able to handle. So, especially if you're doing like, you know, PEDs or anything like that, then your body's extra sensitive. So if you just like stop those and then you like eat all this junk that your body's not used to, and you already probably, there's not that many people that aren't, um, that, that are like, like me, like I can kind of stay at a pretty low fat percentage. I don't really put on a ton of fat really quickly. Um, you know, I can really stay at a low fat percentage and be healthy. Most people have to put on a certain amount of fat in order to be healthy again, um, to get their period back, whatever the case is. So for me, I never lose my period even at a super low fat percentage, or even eating no fats, like I can still keep my period. So I do think everybody's different. And most majority of women do need to stay at a higher fat percentage and yeah. their body is automatically going to start raising that fat percentage as soon as they start eating some of the stuff that they're eating and putting it back into their diet. So, um, most women really need to be careful after they are, you know, in a deficit for so long, their body's so sensitive coming out of that's really important, especially if you want to do well and get on stage again, because if you have a short window, then you need to, you need to optimize that window as much as you can. And sticking to your reverse is going to be so crucial during this time.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, I completely 1000% agree with everything that you just said I think that also accounts for just the coaching aspect that we just touched on like before this question right if you're working with a coach that you know is going to provide you with guidelines actually you're if you're competing your coach should be providing you with guidelines to reverse post-show that your your coach should be providing you with like guidance as to like okay there is the time to enjoy the food and there is a time to get back on track right how are you going to get back on track what's to expect what's to not expect right I just had a client who finished her very first show and we had a full like half hour 45 minute phone call talking about the importance of sticking to you know her calorie allotment to her macronutrient ratios to like you know be what to expect in terms of when the weight starts to go up what how her body is going to change why should she be really sticking to it to avoid all, all of the things that Ashlyn just, po- you know, mentioned. So it, it really, um, and it's funny because I'm on the other end of the spectrum, right? You can, you know, from what you, what you're saying, you can stay pretty low body fat and still have uh, hormonal health. I need to raise my body fat a little bit higher to go back to normal levels to, for my, you know, my joints to feel better for my periods to come back. Like I'm on that side of the spectrum, but Because I, you know, those two weeks, three weeks post show, I am kind of super methodical about my reverse. But by the time of the, you know, once that end of the month post show reaches, I can have more flexibility. So yes, that is that, like you said, that control and that structure allows me to then go back into kind of more quote unquote, normal life, like people like to call it um and be able to still continue to push forward and then be able to improve so it's it's really important to know what it is that one your body type requires and the guidance that your coach is going to provide you with right mm-hmm.
2: exactly
0: Very cool all right <clears throat> moving on to the next one so we got how to prevent or get rid of tummy bloat what foods to eat and or avoid that sounds like a hard question to me um
1: that's though. The, that one, it's, it's hard because it's very person to person specific, but the overall concept is not too, too hard. Right. Uh, when you think about tummy bloat, you're thinking about either digestive in- inflammation, right? Digestive inflammation, whether it's stomach sensitivity, intestinal sensitivity, um, whether you are eating foods that you are allergic to, whether you're, um, you know, there. You, you first you need to specify, like, you know, like that, what's going on on internally Uh, making sure you have a good digestion is key to avoid bloating to avoid you know like swelling uh, fluid retention things like that but in terms of what foods to avoid that's really depends on a person to person right there are um, fairly common more allergenic foods right Um, like dairy gluten uh, peas Um, you know, eggs, some people are allergic to chocolate, but you can't, you have to understand what it is that your body responds to before you say, okay, I'm going to cut it all out, but maybe you're not even intolerant or sensitive to any of those foods.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, let's just be real. Anything processed is probably going to blow you or give you inflammation. Yeah. Yeah. Eliminate majority of processed foods. Um, once you start eliminating that from your diet, majority of that, it's okay to have it in moderation having some processed foods is pretty common. I mean, there's pretty much everybody uses processed foods, but to have majority of your foods, um, non-processed and whole food based is what's going to eliminate the bloating. A lot of that, um, a lot of bloating is just come is coming from chemicals inside the processed foods that are keeping it, you know, um, like the preservatives and stuff like that. So, you know, and, and also another thing is checking sodium levels in some in certain foods. So if you're eating really high sodium levels in certain foods one day, and the next day you're not, and your sodium levels are so inconsistent, you're gonna notice that your body's holding way more water some days than others. Um, and mm-hmm. most of it probably due to um, just high sodium and then it not being consistent at all. So there's there's multiple things that can cause um, certain foods to make you gloat or hold water or have digestive issues. And, you know, obviously dairy is, is majority of that for people anyways. Like I can't really have dairy, um, gluten mm-hmm. doesn't bother me. Like I can have gluten and things. It's not going to bother me. Um, obviously if you're gluten intolerant, it'll definitely bother you, but I can have gluten and it's fine. Um, but anything processed, anything that has chemicals in it, that holds preservatives, anything that, um, Flavorings, uh, artificial flavorings. are a big artificial, Yeah, artificial stuff. Like all of those things are going to cause inflammation and bloat you. Um, one,
1: one thing that I think it helps, right? So once you've eliminated the artificials or the processed foods, making sure that there's a balance in your digestive system. What does that mean that your body is breaking down and is now capable to absorb more food in a more efficient way? How do you do that? Digestive enzymes are a big one. Uh, making sure you're having digestive boosting foods, right? Ginger, um, garlic, all of those, you know, like things that are going to stimulate your digestion, but having a good digestive enzyme in your protocol, even for people that are healthy. A lot of people assume that digestive enzymes are for people that have digestive issues. That's not the case. That's going to exponentially change the way that you're capable of breaking down food. That can, you know, say for example, you eat too fast. A lot of people get bloated because they eat too fast. They don't, they don't chew properly. Now you have big chunks of food in your in your stomach, big chunks of food in your intestines, and your body has a hard time absorbing that. So that's yeah. a big one too.
0: Chew, 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 bitches. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> so Just
0: another quick one. one. So they're asking, do you guys take on clients who are not U.S. based? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Easy answer. The
1: beauty of online coaching.
0: I know, right? The next one says, "What should you ear right before?" Oh, wait. What should you eat right? E- before-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I was just like, there was a slight typo.
0: Of- what should what should you eat right before lifting?
1: Ash, what do you like to eat before you lift? <sighs> I
0: tequila.
2: I like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to have a lot of stuff in my stomach, but I do like to have something. So yeah. Um, it just depends if I'm, if I'm in prep, it's probably something basic, like, um, a chicken and rice bowl with like just a little bit less rice. Um, you know, maybe a smaller portion. So normally I have like four, four to five ounces of protein. I'll probably lower that to like two, two and a half ounces of protein. And then I'll just do like a carb source, like something that's easy for me to like digest. And I don't feel like, you know, too bloated. I'll probably do, you know, some rice. And then I do like to have a little bit higher fats post-workout and uh, I'm sorry, pre-workout and then less fats post-workout. So I want whatever I'm eating post-workout to be extremely quick and goes yeah. into my body like right whenever I'm eating it. I want it to just go right where it needs to go. Um, and if you add fats in post-workout, that's going to slow that down. So Mm -hmm. you want to have some fats before you train, because that is going to keep your energy sustained throughout your lift. Um, which to me is really important because I want to have energy throughout my whole entire lift. So I will have a little bit more fat. So if I do like, if I do a rice meal, then I'll just add some cashews on the side but if I do a, if I have like rice cakes, I'll do like rice cakes with almond butter, maybe a couple peanut or maybe a couple, um, banana slices on it or something, something. Ooh, quick. That sounds good. Yeah. Like a little snack. Like I always tell my clients that don't like to eat before they train. I'm like, all right, well, why don't you just do a rice cake with some um, almond butter or peanut butter with a couple slices of fruit on top, like banana or something. Yeah. You'll yeah. be good to. so something easy and quick I like to do before I train
1: I I'm a I I mean it really for me really depends on if it's like immediately before or like hours before right so the closer what I do I'm a simple carbs kind of gal I like rice cakes with honey I like rice cakes with jam I like you know I'll do rice crispy treats if I'm on off season or whatever um if it's like within that 30 to 45 minute window prior to my training sessions Um, so that like the same with the same token as to the post-workout, right? You want something that absorbs quickly. Your glycogen storages, um, are replenished. Um, if it's about an hour to an hour and a half, I like to add a little bit of fats to, to be able to one, slow down the digestion and absorption of those carbs, but also to sustain energy for longer. Or if I'm doing a bigger lift, right? if So if I'm doing like a big back day or a lower body session for like hamstrings, glutes, um, then I'll add a little bit of fats for sure, but mainly I like to keep my that pre workout meal focused on on higher carbs. Um, and then the post workout is just, a, just just like yours, just pretty si- simple carbs, ni- nice and fast absorption, and then some protein. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my my what I like to. Just because if I have a like if I eat if I if I'm having chicken right before I train, I'm just gonna sit with that chicken and I'm just gonna be doing like hamstring curls and I'm like chicken chicken,
2: chicken in every rep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't even think about it. <laughs> I just eat it and go. I don't know. It doesn't even affect me like that, but every, like, like she was saying, like everybody's different. So you just kind of have to find some things that work with you and what feels good to you and your training and, you know, notice your energy, like focus on like your energy levels and how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm depleted, and I know that I'm going to really need some energy to work out, I'll do oats, which I normally don't because I feel like it bloats me. But if I'm really depleted and lean and I'm in prep um, and I really need something that'll kind of like fill me out, then I'll do oats because that is really the only thing that'll help me. Rice will just go straight through me. And so will rice cakes. Yeah, that's a good point too.
1: I think when you're in prep, I could literally have an entire meal and then sitting inside of the gym and then just literally walk like fork to mouth walk underneath the squat rack
2: and be ready to go (laughs) yeah but yeah same
0: it is it's crazy how it is like so different by people though because like do you do either one of you ever do any like intra carbs nope I I have
1: done them before I have done them before for I I tried it for the first time I want to say during Quarantine when the gym started to reopen, um, and I I will say I enjoyed the energy that I was getting, but I was I just felt that like I was retaining I was retaining a lot of water because of the excess sugar in my body, right? So because um, I also don't like to drink a lot of fluids when I train, it just it just makes me uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But I did it for maybe like a, a, a it was like a six week I did a six week protocol with intra carbs um and i love the energy but i was just like i don't love how i look i'm not loving this right now (laughs) but again other people are different people are you know behave differently so um i just think maybe my digestive system was like either we train or we absorb carbs like you have to pick one or the other
2: yeah i didn't like it i did it before i didn't like it yeah i'm not a huge fan
0: it upsets my stomach so i stay away from i just i only drink water during my workout so cool all right Last one on the day, and it's a shocker shocking protocol. You've seen a client come to you with from a previous coach. Oh man, and you know, <laughs> obviously, don't throw the coach under the bus. Or the no,
1: coach. no, no, yes, of yeah. course, of, of course, course, not you know, of course, not. Um, course. For, for me, has been. Um, a client came to me saying that she was unable to exercise because her, and was told was instructed not to exercise because her nutritional protocol only allowed her to eat, um, one full meal per day followed. And, you know, one full meal a day with shakes to supplement it. And her total calorie intake was at. 1000 to 1100 calories
2: wow.
1: and she was was instructed to not train not do any type of physical activity because i mean obviously she didn't have any energy but that, that's how she was told that she would lose a lot of weight i almost nearly climbed the pole and i wanted to cry um but yes that was that was uh, my 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 latest shocker you guys, you you need to if you're following a protocol that does not allow you to perform physical activity or eat actual food, yeah. just run like <laughs> for the hills. They're doing they're like
0: doing that Shakeology nonsense.
1: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what company it was. I'm not gonna okay. do that. I'm not gonna throw anyone in the bus. It's not it's not what I do. Yeah. But that was that was my shocker. That was my like what the f- yeah. I get
0: angry. I get really upset. <laughs> what about you ash
2: Oof, i've had a lot of brutal ones um i would probably say the most shocking one that i've had uh this girl was literally on like 500 calories um she was uh, even her protein was like extremely low i want to say her protein was like 27 grams like ridiculously like weird yeah. um she was doing like over three hours of cardio split throughout the day. Um, so she would do an hour in the morning, an hour midday, and an hour before she went to bed. I think I know that program. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. I was like, I don't understand. And she was on like six or seven different types of drugs. Um, And of course, she wasn't like seeing results or anything. And it was just horrible, like to just see... Someone actually give this lady a protocol where she was literally leaving work in the middle of the week to go train and do cardio and then go home to her kids and then barely be able to eat like all of her food for her family, barely be able to eat and then have to go and do more cardio before she went to bed because her coach told her that she has to do cardio before bed because she eats at night and you're not supposed to eat at night. Oh, and she had to... yeah, she had to have her last meal at, like, 7 o'clock.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, I just remembered a good one. It's not... It wasn't a client. It was um, an acquaintance who was being given a protocol. She was walking around with little packets of sugar in her pocket because she was so hypoglycemic. Her blood sugar was so low because she was eating so little that midday, she was just, like, whenever I feel dizzy, I just, like, put one of these under my tongue. And that-
0: what the- I,
1: also, I also wanted to drop dead and cry. I'm like, why? Oh my gosh. But yes, yes, it's 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 very painful. Okay. So I think that there are going to be different coaching approaches, right? But like it, when you're thinking about dep- like it, it's so clear that you're jeopardizing someone's health, like from a coach's perspective. And as a client, like your health comes first. If you feel physically ill, like there's a difference between being exhausted and being tired and being depleted. Yes, you're going to feel like tying your shoe is hard hard some days when you're on prep when you're very depleted but if you're feeling physically ill you guys there's something off and that should tell you something it's not like you know work harder than everyone else in the room like no if you feel like you're about to like pass out and need to be carried out by an amb- like taken to the hospital by an ambulance like it's an issue yeah that's my approach
0: that's crazy oh yeah <clears throat> yeah carry around packets of sugar with you and if you start to feel a little weak just put one under your tongue yeah i don't don't even know what to say to that that's pretty stupid i mean it
1: wasn't the coach the coach didn't instruct her to do that but it was how she was managing to get through the program Uh, because she was doing countless hours of cardio like countless i'm pretty sure it was like beyond like past three hours of. it was just something ridiculous i'm like this is not this is not okay
0: no (laughs) It's like telling a vampire just carry around you know a pack of blood pack of the bloods <laughs> <room looking around. laughs>
1: exactly
0: Weird. Oh my God. well ladies we got through some damn good questions and so going today yeah, yeah uh listeners we appreciate you guys sending the questions in so keep them coming man we need more weeks like this where we have plenty of questions to get through for the ladies and uh so you know it's time to go until next week Yeah,
1: yeah, next week. See ya. See ya.